dozen roses, glass of wine, slippers and PJs, feeling fine. Advice is nice. It's advice by the fireplace. With Dan, Lila, Karen. CJ Lowe, 1690. Welcome back to another episode of Advice, <laughs> Big Breath, by the Fireplace. Not Advice, Big Breath, by the Fireplace. Advice by the Fireplace. It's Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern. East Side Mario's. Hey, bada boom, bada bing. We're in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And an A bada boom, bada bing to that as well. We're here at Concordia University. And all of those things can only mean one thing. It's time for love. It's time for peace. It's a time to kill. Starring Matthew McConaughey, I think. Sandra, is that the one? Sam Jackson. <laughs> I like him. Anyway, advice by the fireplace. This is the show where we answer advice questions sent in by our listeners. And usually I find them on the internet, and there's a few of those as well. But this week, I'm so excited. We have a real letter from a real listener this week, which is just so delightful. Nothing makes me happier. If you could see me right now, I'm like the Cheshire cat grinning from ear to ear. I think my smile is bigger than my face. As most deaf said, smile so fat that you could see it from the front. And that was censored for the radio. But I'm so excited. Which reminds me, if you want to write in and you want your advice, questions answered on the radio, no, no real names. Unless you want me to. Look, I go by your rules, okay? But you could send in advice and we'll read it. Just write into advicebythefireplace at gmail.com. Advicebythefireplace at gmail.com. Send me a letter. Send me a death threat. I don't care. I just want something. I open it every morning. Zip. Zip. I unzip my email address. To reveal zilch. So please email me. Unless you're the tax man. Okay, tax man. I know the time is coming. Look, lay off. I don't want none of your calls. Just leave me alone. Speaking of tax man. Actually, before I say that. Along the same lines as the email, you can always call. I hope you know you can call. 
call me at any time. 514. I'm looking. I'm raising a paper to reveal the number. 514-93. I mean... <laughs> Whew, look, I'm flustered here, folks. I'm sorry. I'll be honest. I had a double shot of espresso. And I'm uh, zipping around here like... Like Michigan J. Frog. I'm doing kicks. My hat's coming off and on and off and on. You know that move? Eh? Eh, eh, eh. Anyway, the number that you can call is 514-940-3095. That number again, 514-940-3095. Call me whenever. I'll answer. I'll answer the phone if you call. And I'll answer your emails if you email advicebythefireplace at gmail.com. Just wanted to get that out of the way. That's good. Now I'm taking off my shirt. I mean, my jacket. And you know what? And my shirt. I'm alone in the studio, as always. Who's who's it hurting if I take my shirt off? I feel at home here. Anyway. I have some very exciting news to share. I can't believe it. As you know, folks, this is episode, all in all, 52 of Advice by the Fireplace. That's a whole year. That's one calendar year. 52 weeks. I've heard of one week from the Bare Naked Ladies. I've heard of two weeks from Grizzly Bear. I've heard of others. Uh, you are weak. I've heard that on the playground a bunch. Hey, weakster. You're, you weak little... Well, cock. Can I say that on the radio? <laughs> People call me that all the time. But these weeks? 52? I can't believe it. We've made it so far. And we've hit a certain milestone. Not just uh, on the calendar. We, here at Advice by the Fireplace, I'm just going to rip the mandate off. We have our very own commercial. <laughs> we did it. You know you've hit it big when you have a commercial. Just ask all those incredibly famous actors who still do commercials. Really? You needed to sell... Juice, Ewan McGregor, working for Disney isn't enough? Okay, look, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm sweet. And a little sour. I'm like a pickle. A bread and butter pickle. Because I have had a pickle that was a little bitter. But not this one. I just ate a pickle. Oh, I didn't mean I'm not supposed to eat in the studio, but pickles don't count because they're so flat. The ones I have, they're slices. <laughs> I guess in some ways a big fat dill is like one of the bigger fatter foods there is. I, I mean, if you tally up all foods, no, a dill pickle is not one of the fattest. But normal foods that you have in your fridge, yeah, that's a thick pick. A, a dill. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, we're celebrating our commercial. This is so exciting. I made a commercial. 
me, the whole team. We got Bruce. We got Jeff. Topanga. The two Jeffs. G-E-O. There's three Jeffs on the team. A J and two Gs. By the way, two Gs. God, my phone. I really need a phone update. Speaking of update. Shouldn't have taken my date <laughs> into the sewers. Stay up on a date. Anyway, I'm very excited. I'm going to play this ad. Because you've heard me play so many incredible ads here at CJLO 1690 Advice by the Fireplace. I always say, let's go to a break, and I advertise one of the great shows here. I mean, there's so many. You know them. I've, sa- I've played their ads at the movies. Remember that one? Floydian Slip? Huh? Moonlight Mix? Ringing Any Bells? How about the Ringing Bells show? That's good. It's just bells for one hour. And not Richard Bells or R.I.P. Like actual bells. Bling, blong. That's right, bling. I wear a bell on, on my necklace. And it's solid gold. Speaking of solid gold, I want to I want to play you this commercial. We have to go to an actual commercial. But first, I need your approval. Is this good? I love it so much, but I need you to tell me this is a good commercial. I'm so excited. This is a premiere. The premiere. The first time it'll ever be played publicly. This is going out live on the radio. And I curse a lot on this thing, so I'm, I might take some flack for it, but I'm going to play it right now. So let's hear the world premiere. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Let's hear the world premiere of... My new um, Advice by the Fireplace ad that will be circulating on CJLO for the foreseeable future. Here we go. Let's listen to it. Do you like bubble baths? Hot cocoa on cold night? Snuggling up with a sweetie and listening to the radio? Well, if you answered yes to at least two of those, might I suggest Advice by the Fireplace, CJLO's number one easy listening comedy advice talk radio show hosted by me, Dan Lila Karen. We bring on a guest or two from the Montreal comedy world to answer real advice questions and maybe share a few funny stories along the way. Advice by the Fireplace, every Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. right here on CJLO 1690. Oh, also, I love you. There it is. (laughs) God, was I ever so young? With my high voice and my fast speech... God, incredible stuff. I'm so excited that that's going to be... Hopefully other people will play that. It won't just be me advertising my own show. The one that you're listening to now. (laughs) Hopefully. Does that happen a lot? Do you see a lot of ads for Seinfeld when you're watching Seinfeld? And yeah, I should have gone with a current show that's actually on television. But instead I went with Seinfeld. Speaking of Seinfeld, he's a comedian... And I'm going to have a comedian on soon. See? You thought that segue was bad? No, it was good. We're going to go to a break, an actual break. And we're not going to hear my advice by the Fireplace commercial. We already heard it. We're going to hear other commercials. For some wonderful events CJLO's putting together for a show or two here at this wonderful station. And we're going to be back with a special guest to answer some advice questions. Because we got a lot. Honestly, if we zip by the... I have like 15 questions here. I got like 
I got like 15 questions. So I got to bring our guest on. So you know what? Let's do it. Um, let's go to a break and we'll be back with a little bit more advice by the fireplace right after this. Hey there. In need of some new content? Wanting to expand your music taste in rock, indie, and dreamy pop? Then join me, Andrea Lukasher, every Sunday from 3 to 4 for Melodramatic, where I discuss new artists, new albums, and interview local bands. So sit back, relax, and enjoy dreamy tunes on Sunday afternoons. I was more than just a coward, I was handsome too, I felt nothing when your blood came down. Oh hey, I didn't see you there. It's me, Patricia Petit-Liang, the host of Fatal Attraction. I was just taking a nice, hot bath and listening to CJLO 1690 AM. Listening to CJLO is my favorite thing to do after a long, hard day of work. Join Cinema Politica for our Winter Spring 2023 projection series at Concordia University. Cinema Politica presents a new social contract, a series of films that visit the importance of bottom-up social action, working to challenge a conservative rejection of social progress, looking at movements challenging capitalism, systemic racism, heteropatriarchy, colonialism, ableism, and lifting up the voices of artists on the front lines, creating a difference. That's every Monday at 7 p.m. in Concordia University's Hall Building, 1455 de Maisonneuve West in Montreal, H110, info cinemapolitica.org. This screening series is a CJLO 1690 AM co-presentation. CJLO. 1690. Oops. We're back. With a little bit more advice by the fireplace, but I'm not alone. No, no, I have a very special guest on the line. I'm very excited to introduce to the show, making his first appearance, we got comedian, I'm going to say it, warrior, all-around great man. Please welcome to the show, Mr. James Mancini. James, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. How the hell have you been? I've been well. I'm actually en route, uh, going to Ottawa. I like that intro, though. That was a, <laughs> was a tight intro. I'm going to do some comedy in Ottawa. Uh, oh. Kind of feels like the old, uh, the old training days, going there for a training camp or a fight camp or something. But no, I'm going there for a comedy show. So times have changed. Man, I have so many questions. First off, congrats. I love Ottawa. It's a good comedy town, I'd say. Uh, some people call it the city that fun forgot, but I disagree. I have a lot of fun when I'm there. Uh, secondly, I have a, where, where are you performing tonight? Uh, absolute at the absolute, uh, Ooh, that's, that's a great one. Love that. Have you, have been there before? Yeah, I've done it Wednesday before, so I kind of know what to expect. But like you said, you know, always a great room and great people. And I think I'm going to use that line too. The, the, the funny that, what was that again? The funny that nope, everybody forgot. <laughs> That's what my aunt, who lives in Ottawa, used to say. The city that fun forgot. And, city uh, that forgot. <laughs> and then we'd go to the museum, and we'd all learn a lot. But, you know, 
she wasn't wrong. But I've, I've in my adult life, I've gone to a few cool bars. I've had uh, some good comedy nights there. I've had a blast in Ottawa. Well, good to know. Well, uh, like I said, I'm trying to follow in your footsteps after <laughs> seeing you at the Comedy Nest and seeing you work your your craft. I'm uh, I'm super motivated. Oh, you're too kind. You are too kind. Let me ask before we get into comedy. You mentioned your fighting days. I I admit I know so little about this world. I'm such a we'll say for the radio wuss. <laughs> I don't fight. I'm not, I don't know anything about this world. Tell me what. I'm sorry to be so ignorant, but to, where what is this world you come from? <laughs> well, yeah, I was a professional MMA fighter. I you know just like like a lot of Canadians that started. I come from another sport, which is uh, wrestling. So I wrestled all through high school and then uh, made a few national teams and ended up uh, fighting in about 2011, 2012. So, um, yeah, it was kind of just a fun fun career. And, and uh, when I was done wrestling, I had more to give as an athlete, so I went into fighting rather late. Mm. I had a pretty nice career, and uh, and I... You know, it opened some doors for me, but again, uh, I'm still involved in the fight scene. I, I manage mm. a few guys. I do some commentary, some re-announcing. Uh, I do work for a few organizations, but uh, the main focus right now is comedy. <laughs> yeah. Man, that is so cool. Can I ask, what? so the differences between, like, obviously MMA involves your feet, whereas wrestling is a lot of grapples, a lot of hands, body, takedowns, stuff like that, but MMA, you can just smash someone with your feet, right? <laughs> Is that is that true? Well, that's kind of accurate, yeah. Um, I mean, there's obviously more to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it though. Uh, yeah, wrestling is um, is a grappling art, mm. whereas uh, you know it's an Olympic sport, so there's very there's a very strict rule set, but it's essentially takedowns and a, and a pin. Whereas MMA encompasses everything that is strikes and submissions and takedowns, mm-hmm. so it's a lot more violent, and it it, happens, it takes place in a cage. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, needless to say, my my mom is uh, pretty happy that I'm on the other side of the cage now. <laughs> sure. Can I tell you again? I don't mean to. My favorite part about MMA that I've seen, and I, I haven't seen too much, but <laughs> the the little punches to the face. You know, there's obviously the two standing big punches, but then when somebody takes somebody down, they're on top of the other one. I love that. Just it's like you're bullying them. You know what I mean? In a good way of like just little punches to the face. You're just getting under their skin. At that point, I see, oh, it's a mind game. You know what I mean? There's so much yeah, more I mean, than just kicking and fighting. Sure, you got to get in their for heads. For sure. At a certain point, it's, uh, it is a, a subjective sport and it is a judge sport. Yeah. So you're trying to score points wherever you can, whether that is uh, getting control of your opponent and throwing some punches. So again, it's not, you're not always, you're not always going to see haymakers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you, you got to give them everything you got. All right. Well, look, I'm not. We're not. We're lovers here, not fighters. <laughs> no. Uh, I want to. I know you got a big show coming up, and I'm going to ask you about that a little later. But right now, I have to ask. You know, we got some advice questions here. We got people writing in looking for advice. Let me ask you. How comfortable are you giving advice? Do you find yourself giving advice a lot in your life? I think so. I think uh, definitely. I've always tried to be a. Uh a mentor for other guys that that are uh, athletes, other guys that are in sport. I try obviously to uh, to you know it's very important to coach and to be able to give back whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And what about taking advice? Like for example, comedy. Have you been asking for comedy advice? Are you give Are you dishing it out? 
Where, where, for sure. I think, I think right now my number one priority is just surrounding myself with people like you and people that are really popular on the scene mm. and people that are good, you know, people that are, are good and are nice to me. So I'm definitely seeking out, like, the professionals on the scene and all that. Yeah. Mm, well, I have no advice to give. I stick to <laughs> strangers. <laughs> when it's somebody I know, I'm terrified, but uh, that's why I have this show and I get these <laughs> people to write in these letters. So uh, let me let me ask. Can we start? Are you ready to hear an advice question? Oh yeah, let's do it. All right. Oh my gosh, this is exciting. This is real. This is this is a real letter, and they need our help. Um, so I'm just gonna read it. I'm gonna get started here. This is coming in from Ed B. Johnson, uh, all the way from Tang Falls, Nevada. And Ed says this. You ready? I'm about to read it. Here we go. <clears throat> Advice, uh, dear advice by the fireplace. Oh, it's a little bit late, I'm realizing. Here we are at Valentine's Day again, and I'm sick to my stomach. My girlfriend is so cheesy about these things. She expects me to get her a gift, take her out, buy her flowers, all the things we see in ads. She's been dropping hints for weeks about us doing something special for this manufactured holiday. It makes me ill. Don't get me wrong, I love her, but I don't appreciate the hype. I've told her time and time again, but here we are anyway. How can I refuse to comply with societal pressures around Valentine's Day, but also ensure that she knows I care about her? Love, Ed B. Johnson from Tang Falls, Nevada. Wow. Oh. We're starting strong here. That's a big one. <laughs> That's deep, yeah. So what did you, let me first ask before we get, what'd you, how'd you celebrate this Valentine's Day? Can I ask? Is that too personal? Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing someone, and uh, again, uh, she's busy during the week, so uh, I was, it was actually good for me to be able to do some comedy, and then we celebrate on the Saturday, because I believe Valentine's Day was on uh, early in the week, yeah. Right. But you said, did you, let me, again, feel free to not answer, but I'm going to deep dig into this personal life. Did you send her a, a, a morning, you spoke to her in the morning and said, happy Valentine's Day? Yeah, we spoke in the morning. I dropped by her place to to you know do the whole flowers. Oh, so yeah. I so you and did do the flowers. Day. I like it. Yeah. 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 What about you? This Valentine's Day, I was pretty painfully single, so I didn't do much. I'm trying to remember uh, February 14th. Boy, just bled into all the other days. I hate to say. <laughs> Uh, poor Daniel. Thank you very much. Hey, look, I I can buy my own flowers, as Miley Cyrus <laughs> is saying these days. So how do you feel? What would you tell Ed? He doesn't want to give in to this, in his opinion, BS holiday. Yeah, it's, it's difficult because, again, you want to be able to, I think you want to be able to show the person you're with that you have your beliefs and they have their beliefs. But I also think there's a time to pick your battles, like there's a time and place for everything. And I think if it's really, if something's really important to her, you have to think that there's gonna be something that comes up that might be really important to you. So regardless if it's a, uh, you know, quote unquote commercialized holiday, I think like, you know, you gotta bite the bullet sometimes and, uh, and you know, maybe you'll get one back when, you know, she probably <laughs> doesn't want to, you know, maybe you wanna go see, uh, a concert or a show or something that she doesn't want to go see. So you've got to remember that too. I completely agree. You know? Yeah, exactly. You give her Valentine's day and then you want to celebrate uh, star Wars day or some nerdy <laughs> stuff. 
and then you'll have a plus one. (laughs) Exactly. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, not only if it's important to the person you care about, you you know, it can be important to you too, of course. That's a nice thing. But also, and maybe you could think outside the box here, Ed, you don't have to go with the cliche, you know, box of chocolates in the shape of a red heart. A dozen roses. I mean, those things are nice, of course, but you can make Valentine's Day special without giving in to the, we'll say, commercialism of it all. You know what I mean? Do something, like pers- do something personal with her. Take her on a, take her to the first place you guys kissed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> something sentimental, but important to her. This way, you're not giving in. You're not giving your money to Hallmark, but you're still with your sweetie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. I like uh, be creative, man. Be creative. Get, uh, get the get yeah, get the mind thinking. Get the cerebral going. Exactly, and you know what? Maybe she, all she wants is just uh, you know a box of chocolates and a card. But I think, I think she likes Valentine's Day. Your girlfriend likes Valentine's Day, and not you, of course, uh, James. I'm talking to Ed here. I think maybe they like it because it's a day of love. It's not a day of presents. You know what I mean? This isn't Christmas. I think if your girlfriend wants you to do something on Valentine's Day, she wants the care and the love. She doesn't want the specific presents. You know what I mean? Totally agree. Thank you very much. And what else can we say here? What's a bet? Can I ask you, have you ever uh, done a misstep in your personal life? I remember I did had a really bad Valentine's Day gift. I did I did do a bunch of like uh basically dollar store chocolates and stuff in like a box and then my girlfriend made fun of me and she said this is such garbage. Very sweet or whatever, but boy. And then she made fun of me for a couple of weeks after that. Ah, uh, poor you. What we go through for the I know, I didn't know. It was like my first girlfriend, you know what I mean? I didn't know. Now I know what to do on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I just I I just remember I have a bunch of bad memories of, um, again being so uh, into my sport and being so into training and stuff and really not putting any time into uh, into any of these holidays and just yeah. you know I just have like a a memory of just being yelled at for every every <laughs> event that I miss so I'm trying to be better now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're in a Halloween costume, getting yelled at, and then you're in a oh yeah in your your Christmas pajamas, getting yelled at. Just throughout the seasons. I can relate. Um, I guess that's it. Look, Ed, I think we did that for you. Do it anyway, right? To sum up, if your girlfriend likes it, do it anyway, kind of. You know what I mean? You got this, Ed. You got this. Bite the bullet. Yeah, bite that bullet. Oh, oh, so you have to spend time with your girlfriend. Yeah. In February. Oh, (laughs) boo-hoo. All right. I do understand. Everything is more expensive on uh, Valentine's week. Oh, no, I ha- I didn't realize that. You're saying restaurants and stuff? Well, whether it be restaurants or, um, you know, flowers or anything. Oh, yes. You can always do is you can pretend you're sick and then uh, go to the pharmacy on the day after and get the chocolates on uh, on sales. No, don't do that, Ed. Don't do that. It's <laughs> not a bad idea, though. Don't. Hey, look. <laughs> hey, Ed, don't do it. Wink. <laughs> you can't see me wink on the radio, but. Um, great ideas. Okay, here. I got another one here. We got a We got another letter. Uh, This is coming in all the way from Thanksgiving, Indiana, uh, written by Judy Tergusen. 
and Judy says this. You ready for letter number two? Let's go. Dear Advice by the Fireplace and Guest. You got a shout out. Um, Thank you, Judy. (laughs) Whatever my husband... Excuse me. Whenever my husband, kids, and I go away, my mother-in-law insists on staying at our house. She then rearranges the rooms in my house, moving things to where she thinks they should be. She also manages to leave behind her toiletries in the bathroom. More than once, she has thrown a party for her friends during our absence. It drives me crazy. Going on vacation stresses me out because I have no idea what I'm going to come home to. When my husband tells her I don't like when she rearranges things, she gets defensive and cries about how she, quote, can't understand why I hate her. I don't hate her. I just wish she would respect my boundaries in the house. Advice, love, Judy Tergusen from Thanksgiving, Indiana. Hmm. Oh, sounds like a cool, uh, cool mom. <laughs> yeah, geez, rearranging the furniture while you're not around, having a party while you're house sitting. How do we get invited to one of these? How do we get invited to one of these parties? <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know a lot of. Look, I don't want to be ageist here, but this is a cool lady throwing parties. She's got to be in her, what, 50, 60, 70? She's throwing parties? We got to go. We got to go. Would this irritate you? I mean, look, uh, if you go away, hey, pal, can you house sit? Sure. And then you come home and your living room's uh, upside down. I got, I have, there's a whole floor, new floor plan that's feng shui. How would you feel about that? Well, at first, when I think about this story, I've, I, I'm a big fan of Laura Schlesinger, Dr. Laura. Yes. Uh, do you know Dr. Laura? Of course, a hero of mine. Yeah, so and I, and there's a lot of situations like this where couples are complaining about uh, their spouses, you know, parents, their mother-in-law, their fathers-in-law. And she always said, you have to be strict. You've got to be firm with them as hard as it is because they are older than you. Uh, you should respect them, of course. Uh, but at the same time, it's, if you don't, make boundaries and set the limits right away you're in for you know years and years of this so i think if you don't say it once and say look we're going to literally change the locks on you if you do this again right and with you know say respectively and with love but i think that's what laura would say and i'm trying to you know cater to my inner laura schlesinger but uh, i think that's what dr laura would say you you have to be firm in that in that situation Mm -hmm. with your health i completely agree i mean let's go through the letter now because she gives three examples here Rearranges the rooms in the house, moving things to where she thinks she should be. I think very annoying. I I wouldn't like that. Throwing a party for her friends during the absence. That would drive me crazy as well. But then she says she also manages to leave behind her toiletries in the bathroom. Now, call me crazy. I don't think that's the biggest deal in the world. (laughs) Yeah, it depends what toiletries we're talking about. I... You know, is she leaving razors on the uh, bathtub edges? <laughs> oh, with the kids running around? That's an excellent point. Maybe she's uh, leaving, you know, uh, something something that doesn't smell so good. Let's just say, I don't know what I mean by that even, but this is a <laughs> bathroom situation. Yeah, I think this woman is, obvi- what's her name again? Judy? She's obviously at her wit's end here. You know, these are valid criticisms, and then even now the small things are getting to her. Uh, I agree. I agree with James. You got to... Stand your ground. So let me let me ask you. Let's say you are Judy. Uh, your mother-in-law's over. She says, "Hey, you're going away. Uh, do you need somebody to uh, watch the house again?" How would you say to your uh, to your mother-in-law, "Please don't mess with our stuff anymore." Yeah, I think um, 
So what, wait, are we allowed to, to do MMA? No, 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 that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, she, well, the mother-in-law I, might be into it too. You never know. <laughs> oh, yeah. She'll be like, yeah, let's do a party. Uh, well, you're on your underwear. That's always fun when you're doing that. So That's true. Um, uh, you know, I, I think with anybody, you have to set boundaries. And, uh, you know, you give a little and they're going to take a lot. So if, you, if you're not setting boundaries with whoever the person is in your life, you're going to have a difficult time, especially if they're doing something that, that you don't like. So... I would set some firm boundaries right away, and if she doesn't respect them the next trip or the next time you guys go out of town, be like, sorry, the, the locks are changed, so good luck trying to get in. Mm. And if you do get in, you know, now you're trespassing. So, uh, oh, right. that's, you know, and again, it's respectively and it's with love, but it's, um, it's sort of a nuisance to us, and it's something that we won't have. Well, gla- it sounds like they'll gladly have her over when they're home. Of course. Uh, yeah, so I would I set see. boundaries right away. With a firm hand is what you're saying, because I would I'm I'm such a weasel. I'd be like, look, thank you so much for taking care of the house. Like we appreciate it, but just could you please not rearrange? Just if you could, blah, blah. and I would stumble over myself. But I like you. You're firm. You're direct. Look, don't mess with my stuff anymore, or you're out. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, You're I mean, out of the it, house. It's, it's a tough one, you know, because <laughs> I don't know what the relationship is with her and her mother-in-law. But at the same time, uh, you know, tough love sometimes. Tough love. Tough love. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, that's why That's why I was, you know, single on Valentine's Day. No, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Judy, I know. God. Well, I hope going on vacations don't stress you out anymore. Vacations should be fun. Don't have to worry about that. Must this. Be, that must be a nightmare. Yeah. That must Pretty. be tough. Um. Yeah. Look. Talk to her. I mean, the problem with this show is basically most of the answers to these advice questions are just talk to the person about it. You know, most of the time it's just uh, be honest and open, and <laughs> and this is one of those times, Judy. Just to reinforce your boundaries. Anything to add, James? Yeah, Judy, you got this. You know, uh, it might be a difficult conversation at first, yeah. but in the end, you'll be happy you've had it, and uh, hopefully, she'll understand. We're rolling by that. Look, James, thank you. I got one more question here. I need you. I don't want to keep you too much longer. Grateful for you to be on this show, but I need to read this letter. This is fast. This is fascinating. This is fantastic. Uh, I'm stumbling over my words. I'm so excited. <laughs> this letter is from a real life listener. All right, look, a peek through the curtain. I got the two other ones. These are real, but I found them on the internet. This one is directed at me. This is a fan writing in. So excited. So, uh, you ready to answer this real life letter? All right. This is coming in from Karen Feet, uh, all the way from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I think that might be a fake name. Uh, but I know anyway. Yay. She says this Dear Dan Lila, I recently started dating a new man. In his Plenty of Fish dating profile, he mentioned that he was an actor and a comedian. I'm usually very attracted to men who are funny, so I swiped right. We've been on three dates now, and he is just not funny. Otherwise, he's a great guy. Sweet, charming, smells adequately nice, opens doors for me, but no sense of humor at all. Should I stay with him even though he thinks he's funny? He doesn't seem to realize people do not laugh at the open mics he performs at. Am I being humorist? Please give me your advice. Signed, definitely not superfan, Karen Feet. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Let me just say thank you for writing in, Karen. Love you. What do we think, James? 
Man, this is... Uh, this hits close to home. It's a good one. It's a good one. So she didn't really get catfished in the sense of anything visual. It was really his, his, um, his sense of humor. That's true. It's a good question. You didn't get catfished. She was, I've heard a lot worse. Yeah. She was uh, comedically catfished or something. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and there's nothing worse than, um, you know, because when I started doing comedy, and it's not that long ago, it's about a year and a half to, you know, 18, 19, 20 months, um, I would drag all my friends out at the beginning and like looking at their faces when I would bomb um, was probably the hardest part and you could probably attest to that better oh, than me yes. because not saying that you bombed you were awesome when I saw you but you started you know before me you've been on this journey a lot longer oh sure that's sure. a rough <laughs> oh my gosh no I've, I've those faces haunt me still yeah, the last time I saw you, you literally wrecked the room. I mean, in, in a good way. You you just killed, completely That's killed. Nice. So I'm sure you don't have to worry about that anymore. I still have, uh, I still have some of those sets. But I would say, man, this is a tough one because the worst, you know, the worst is is someone who is uh, not self-aware at all. Mm-hmm. That's difficult. That's a difficult trait to be with someone who's like that. Oh yeah. What do you? Yeah. And not only that, I think. Um... I mean, not to say not only that. I I, I do want to say, look, I do. If I'm if I'm being honest here, I'm I'm not a believer in deal breakers. You know, I think people have their skills and their weak points, and people are gifted in other ways. And if if you know, there can be a perfect person for you, and if they can't cook, and that's what you care about, I think that's fine. You know, let's not uh, make anyone out to meet some standards of perfection you know what i mean but having said all that (laughs) no sense of humor is a tough one i mean uh just in a day-to-day life somebody who isn't very funny and doesn't really laugh at the right things can get pretty weird (laughs) i know some people Uh. with a weird sense of humor and it's just talking to them make some weird joke and they don't understand it and i mean that happens to me a lot I shouldn't. A lot of people don't get my jokes, but that's a tough one. That's a tough one, Karen. Um, let's see. He doesn't seem to realize people do not laugh at the open mics he performs at. I think you're right. Maybe he's, look, maybe he's starting out. That I can't judge someone for. Maybe you've seen a couple bad nights. Yeah. Uh, that I don't know. Hey, look. If somebody's a bad performer right now, that's the artistic process. They'll get better and better or worse and worse. Who knows? But that's all. That's that's the artistic uh, life, you know, but it's yeah, I was going to I was going to speak to that. I mean, that's a great point that it could have been a bad night. Yes, it could have. But again, she's been on several days with them. Mm. Look, if something bugs you, there's no point of dragging it on. Um, you know, if you guys aren't getting along, you're not getting along. I, if it's not the comedy, I have a feeling in this situation, you'd probably find something else. So. Um, you know, maybe give it one or two more shots. But it, again, if, if the tide doesn't change for you, there's no point. Because again, the apps, everybody can be whoever they want to be on the apps. It's that, a great way to put on, a, you know, put on a show for for people who are swiping. So you don't don't uh, disregard what it is to be physically with someone. I think that's the most important thing in dating. We think that oh, because we matched and we were so compatible online and we we're chatting. You're going to have to see this person face-to-face, essentially. So I'd, I'd say that's the most important. So I wouldn't worry so much about the sense of humor, but if it doesn't click for you, uh, it could be any reason. It's not worth it. That's an excellent point, James. You're absolutely right. Look, I- exactly. If, the, if, uh, if somebody you're dating doesn't have a great sense of humor, that's fine. But if there's something, uh, yeah, if, if, if you're getting a bad vibe 
from this person and it's manifesting through this way, you know? Maybe it's, uh, maybe this noticing his lack of sense of humor is just sort of, uh, your own filtration system, if you know what I mean. Maybe it's not, yeah, I'm just repeating what you said in a different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and I get it because, you know, I've been in so many situations, like, look, I'm 38 and I'm not married yet and most of my friends are. And I've been in so many situations where I, I really, 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 really wanted to like the person, whether it was because of an online presence or the chats we've had, and we were just weren't compatible in the same way that I thought we would be. And it's difficult because you mm -hmm. want it to be that, but it's not worth uh, it's not worth wasting another you know night night where you could be potentially with someone else or doing something else or watching Daniel in a comedy show at the Comedy Net. Oh Fucking the public, you know. <laughs> I think you're gonna have to be my manager. Can you manage a comedian <laughs> along with some fighters? Oh my god, you're you're my hype man. <laughs> I think you're right. And also, look, it's worth saying. Uh, there's people I've had who I thought were very funny, and we've had all the right movies and music in common, but the spark wasn't there. And then it's people I had the spark with who we didn't have anything in common, and I thought they were not only not funny, I thought they were, you know, horrible. <laughs> but for some reason, I liked them. So you never know. Karen, I say, follow your heart. Don't let this sense of humor thing take over, but uh, put that aside and say, do I like this guy anyway? Truly? And if yes, keep going. Doesn't matter. And if no, ditch him. <laughs> and if all else fails... Get in your pajamas, get super, super comfy one night, early, reasonable time, maybe 7, 8 o'clock, not 9, 10 o'clock. We're not looking for anyone to have a booty call here. <laughs> get in your pajamas about 6, 7, 8 o'clock, get really comfortable, and a night that you know he's going to ask you to do something. Whatever your first instinct is, go with it. Ooh, I like that. First thought, best thought. Yeah. It's J like um, I wrote Malcolm Gladwell's Blink. It's a great book. Mm. I never did. I... Yeah. I, I uh, blink and you miss it, I guess. I, I missed that one. Um, James, thank you so much for being here. Look, before I let you go, I want people to know about this big show you have coming up. You got a big show in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, this week, I think. And uh, I want you to tell the listeners about it. All right, so everyone, aside from being a fight manager and a stand-up comedian, I'm also partners in a restaurant in Griffin Town of Montreal. It's called Mauvais Garçon. There's a wine bar there and a speakeasy next door. We we have Vendetta Bar Ave. In Mauvais Garçon, this Sunday night, we'll be having dinner and a show. I'm partnering up with Jake Laxer. He's a Laxer, also new on the scene. Super good kid, super funny guy. So young and so funny, so talented. You know, I kind of got him started. I'm so proud of what he's become. So we're putting on our first show. It's our my first production solo. And we'll be putting on a show. We've got great comics. And it's dinner and a show, so you get a three-course meal. They're expensive, expensive tickets. They're about $60. But again, you get a three-course meal, mm -hmm. and you're going to see some really funny Montreal comics. And, uh, yeah, so on Eventbrite, you have uh, Jake and Boom Boom's dinner and a show because I'm Boom Boom Mancini, of course. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to be posting it all week. So Jamie Boom Boom Show on Instagram. Uh, if you just follow me there, you'll have all the information you need. And, again, uh, I want to thank Daniel, one of my... Uh, my mentors in comedy I've been looking up to so uh, I want to thank you for having me that's incredibly kind of you to say uh, oh, my phone just went off go see James live go see this dinner and a show go see him wherever he's performing around the city of Montreal or Ottawa or anywhere one of the best up and comers James I love you to bits thank Where, what about thanks, Daniel. Uh, what are your what are your socials again so Jamie Boom Boom Show on um Instagram, the Boom Boom Show on YouTube, and then James Mancini Facebook, 
James Mancini on Twitter. So that's that's it. You're not a TikToker. I, I had a, I had a page that had up to <laughs> we're at 130,000. Whoa! And then I lost it because I had to kind of give it back because I produce a uh, I sort of produce an online wrestling uh, show. So I give it back to them because they. You know, I'm the producer, and they have more use of it than I do. But I will sure. get my TikTok back on again. I've got some great clips I want to put out for you guys. Oh but my God, I'm a link tree at, at theboomshow.com. So, James Mancini, thank you again for being here. Really appreciate it, pal. Uh, I will speak to you soon. Kill it tonight, and yeah, uh, I'll see you soon, my friend. Bye bye. Fuck everyone. Bye. Oh my God, James Mancini, with such kind words. Look, he's a. He's a tough guy, but he's got a sweet, mushy heart. You could tell. That's a good guy. That's a good guy right there. Funny man. Smart man. Need I say more? Sure. Handsome. Smells great. Actually, if I'm completely honest, I can't recall how he smells. I can't recall a thought about his smell Either way, positive or negative. And I'm just being honest. I'm just being real. Because you know the format. Once the guest leaves, I'm kind of lost and sad. But the most I can do is be real. Just like Cypress Hill would. Be real. Oh, that's my phone again. Who's texting me? Oh, it's the... Hmm. King of radio. And he says, stop. (laughs) Stop performing. I get it. But guess what? I can't can't stop, won't stop. Because we got commercial. (laughs) We got commercial. So let's listen to commercial on advice. Well, no, it's not tech. I guess we'll take a break from Advice by the Fireplace on CJLO 1690 AM. And we'll be right back. Right after this. For the best new music from around the globe, with a respectful nod to the musical pioneers of the past, and a whole lot more, join me, Danny Payne, on The Pressure Drop, every Monday at 5 on CGLO 1690am or cglo.com. You're listening to CJLO 1690AM. The rest is empty with no brain, but the clever nerd, the best MC with no chain you ever heard. Man, Thursdays can be such a drag. So close to the weekend, yet so far. Ah, oh, but what's this? A shining light in the middle of the afternoon? And what's that? I, I hear it playing rock? An alternative? And punk? And even, even Scar? And this is gonna get me through the rest of my day! It's a working title, and we're here to tell you cool facts and stories, stories. Whoa, a celestial being? Where is this promo going? We don't even know where our show is going. going. Working title, every other Thursday at 3pm, with Danny and Cleo on CGLO's 1690AM. Introducing the latest album from Roberto Lopez, Ritual. Adding jazz, funk, and electronic music, Ritual is a meditation on cumbia and Latin soul with fuzzed-out psychedelic guitars, rich vocals, and powerful drumming. Ritual by Roberto Lopez, available on all streaming platforms. 
CJLO. more advice by the fireplace. I'm Dan Lila, Karen. Dan Lila. This is advice by the fireplace. I said that. We just heard James Mancini, an incredible comedian, wonderful man. Go see him. Dinner and a show. Boom, boom. Boom, boom into your heart. I wonder if he likes that song. I should have asked him. And then he owns a restaurant? I didn't know that. Should have asked him about that, too. I had so many questions. How can I stop getting people to mess with me? I've had a lot of school children coming up to me, poking me in the shoulder. They reach up, they poke me. They call me loser. And I said, I want, look, I know I'm decades older than you. I want to kick you guys. Just got to learn. I got to train from the best. Train from the best? What are we in uh, Japan? I think they have the best trains. Boy, they go fast. God. How do they get those trains to go so fast? How many, I wonder how many um, bugs die every year just minding their own business and then truly out of nowhere. Vroom. I can't even imagine being a bug. Just fly. You know, if you're a bug... In front of a normal train. I, I hate to say normal. I don't want to normalize anything here. But slow. we'll say slow western train. You know, you hear the toot toot. You hear the rumbling. You go, okay, I got time to fly upwards. But these bullet trains? You're there, you know, you're looking at your, your, your you know, you're filing your little bug nails. Just taking a smoke break. And then the the second you hear a tiny rumble, it's already it's already at the next station. God, who knew I had so much on bullet trains? And by so much I mean so many opinions. Okay. You know what? You know what, guys? I think we should hear my commercial one more time. Let's hear the Advice by the Fireplace commercial one more time. Come on, it's fun. Let's listen to it. Do you like bubble baths? Hot cocoa on cold night? Snuggling up with a sweetie and listening to the radio? Well, if you answered yes to at least two of those, might I suggest Advice by the Fireplace, CJLO's number one easy-listening comedy advice talk radio show hosted by me, Dan Lila Karen. We bring on a guest or two from the Montreal comedy world to answer real advice questions and maybe share a few funny stories along the way. Advice by the Fireplace, every Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. right here on CJLO 1690. Oh, also, I love you. That's a good commercial. Come on. Come on, that's a good commercial. We love it. Don't we love it, folks? And we love the commercials. I feel like I'm at the Super Bowl, you know? It's like... Oh, there's a game? I didn't even notice. Gimme them commercials. 
you know? I feel like, uh... <laughs> I feel like... Uh, that's it. Like it's the Super Bowl. How about those Super Bowl commercials this year, huh? Breaking Bad's back to sell chips. Great. God, I hate it. But I like mine. And I thought, should I pay like $200 million for a Super Bowl ad? And I thought, nah. I'll just invest it in schools. Am I upset? I guess so. Folks, this is the end of Advice by the Fireplace. The last show ever. Wasn't good enough. I've always said, if it, if my performance isn't at a six or above, no show next week. And honestly, I blew it. I feel like I blew it this week. I'm like Jennifer Love blew it. But folks, thanks for listening anyway, of course. I want to thank the staff here at CJLO, who I think have disappeared? I think uh, something ha I think maybe like the staff got leftovered, you know what I mean? Maybe I'm the leftover and everyone got raptured. I haven't seen a living soul at CJLO since 2022. We're in the third month. Not 100% sure I'm not being Truman showed, and this is just a prank on me or something. But they let me in. They give me the keys. And they say, go through our drawers and stuff. We don't care. So I do. And I put things in my pocket. And I say, ooh, what's this? Some paper? <laughs> I'll take it. If you saw my bag right now, oh my god, I, 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 it, uh, it's like I'm uh, delivering letters to Santa Claus. I got so much paper in that sack. Speaking of paper in the sack, look, I can't get into it. But let's just say I fathered an origami man. And let's leave it at that, okay? Please, can we? This is one of the weirder episodes. I'm sorry. I wasn't on it today. I feel <laughs> Look, the sinking start. Usually I feel bad about my performance after the show ends. But it's starting early this week. James was great. Thank you to James. Mancini. Go see him live. And thank you to... If we're giving out thank yous. Thank you to Corey Gandalf for his incredible theme music. God, I love this song. Speaking of, you know, we were talking about halftime show. I want to see the Super Bowl halftime show. I want to see Corey Gandall perform the Advice by the Fireplace theme with, uh, you know, Lizzo's there too. And Dua Lipa and the Advice by the Fireplace theme. Now that, now that's a show. And Corey could announce he's pregnant. Anyway, most of all, I want to thank you for listening to this show each and every week. You do it. You keep doing it, folks. I don't know why. You're too kind. I'll never get it. With all these incredible podcasts to listen to, you know, 
with Seth Rogen, the king of podcasts, and, uh, you know, uh, Mark Messier, his, uh, you know, WWW podcast. That Canadian Lorf. That's right. <laughs> My parody word of life is Lorf. This, that, American Canadian, life, Lorf. Obviously. All right. I wasn't funny enough this week. It's official. I got another text from the king of radio. He said, God, you're a hack. I said, like, Gene Smart? Like Hannah Einbender? And I'll bend it like Beckham next week. We'll see you next week. We got another guest. I was going to talk about so much more, but we'll have to get into it next week. I'm Dan Lila. This has been Advice by the Fireplace, CJLO, 1690 AM. We love you. Have a wonderful night. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Caring is sharing Your heart's desires In conversations by the fire With Dan Lila Karen We'll see you next time